Welcome to Nana Tings. Welcome to the Sad Boys Club. <laughs> um, before I tell you about the Sad Boys Club, though, I'm going to play like an ad or two and then we'll get into some tings. Okay, so get your champagne, coffee, tea, where the fuck you want, or a blunt, and enjoy the ride. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, it means so much to me. the infamous question people ask what do you mean sad boys club why are you sad oh my gosh don't be sad Sh <laughs> shut up <laughs> i literally choked i was gonna say shut up um okay so for sad boys club let's go over this real quick so in society right we're taught oh don't be sad like mm, you can't be sad mm, take a pill for this oh cheer up meditate da, da, da. and the reason why i'm mocking it in this tone is because i'm so fucking sick and tired of people taking vulnerability or having a low moment as like a bad thing now listen if you are suicidal or have depressive thoughts definitely please seek help and if it's an emergency call 911 i'm all for that this is not to discredit anyone or any kind of mental health disorder i myself have an anxiety disorder i get it trust me but this is just for a conversation of just the word sad the emotion sad now, my thing is, let's just put it into perspective really quick. Okay. I mean, this one's going to be a little funky. Uh, horny, right? You know what it is to be horny, right? Whether it's a hard-on or whatever it is. But you also know the opposite of it where you're just exhausted and, like, you don't want to fuck your partner. You're in bed, right? Okay. So that's a little extreme. Let's go in. Let's wind it a little bit more in. Um, yin and yang, right? Feminine and masculine. Dark and positive. So let me ask you this. How do you know how it is to feel happy? Um, ding, 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 by feeling sad, right? Exactly. So I talk a lot about owning my narrative now, right? Owning my life, owning my trauma. Now, owning my narrative is owning my emotions. It is owning my sadness. And I think being sad is a beautiful thing. And I'm not saying this in like an artistic, depressive way, being like, oh my God, I need to be sad so I can write and make music and whatever. No, I need sometimes those emotional low moments so I could fucking be high in these blissful, beautiful moments. And the thing is, it's like when people cry, right? Why do we automatically be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for crying or let me hide my tears. Or like, why do we, why do we fight so hard to not cry in front of someone, right? And it really stems to society. Like, why are we in this, like world where right away if you're sad or you're not smiling 24 7 that something's wrong with you and and this does link to the stigma of mental health right of like everything needs to be okay or like or like the old school generation right where they're like oh my gosh like if you see a therapist you're crazy or like um things are not okay if you're not always happy and it, it's more than just being happy and so for me sad boys club is taking back the word it's owning the word sad. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's proud of being vulnerable. It, I, I use the, anyone that knows me, they're probably so annoyed by me using this, uh, emoji more and more, but 
the sad face, right? The little, mm, the little crying. I, yeah, I love using it because I think that face entails a lot. It gives you the little, on oh, cuddle me little moment, right? Like if you're dating someone or you're like cute, or it's like the, oh my gosh, you like said something so sweet, like so endearing. Or it's, I'm sad. Or it's like, oh my God, I'm so happy I'm crying. Because the thing about me, I'm a very sensitive human. So even when I'm happy, I'm emotional. Like, and my friend like surprised me and like bought me dinner for my birthday. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I'm like, I'll have a teary eye because I'm happy, right? Or like, say like things with a guy were going so well and then things ended, I'm going to be teary. And I feel like Sad Boys Club is like, is that. And I needed to make a little podcast of Teen's Teen Time episode of about the Sad Boys Club and the narrative of being sad in emotions because I think people are misconstruing what I mean when I say Sad Boys Club. It doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, someone help me. I'm always sad. No, it's telling you I'm not always happy. <laughs> um, and that's it. Like, I don't. Need, I honestly don't think I need to do a further explanation. I think that society needs to do a better job at understanding that us as multifaceted humans and multidimensional humans have different levels and that also feelings are on a different spectrum. Like, I'm sorry, do you know anyone that is happy from waking up at 8 in the morning to going to bed at midnight? No, right? Unless you're a sociopath. Because even if it's for one minute in the day, you're going to see something on the news or on Instagram that's going to change the 100% bliss happiness to either regular happy, contentment, sad, or empathy. Like feeling horrible if you see like um, a video about war or like death or like someone injured, right? You're going to, or if your favorite team loses, like you're going to have a quick moment of like, oh, right? And then you're going to go back to whatever. So I need people to start normalizing that feelings are a spectrum. And yeah. <laughs> okay, so I recently went on a solo trip to Miami and it was honestly so fucking amazing because I've never so okay, rewind. I did technically a solo trip to Milan in what was it, 2019, right? But I at that point already established like friendships through Instagram and like had set up dinner dates and hangouts and amparativo and shopping and all this stuff that I went I, I already went there with like a little bit of anxiety but I was like I need a plan da 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 I had grinder I like met a guy on grinder we went shopping I was actually wasn't sexual which was nice um <laughs> but yeah so I count Miami as like my first like <clears throat> let's not download any apps and let's just see where the universe takes me. And the reason why I do this is like, I had to challenge my anxiety. So I feel like society has taught us like, okay, it's weird to go eat at a restaurant by yourself. It's weird to go to the movie theater by yourself. It's weird to go on a trip by yourself. And I'm like, the thing is like, whether you have an anxiety disorder or not, right? Everyone experiences anxiety. It is a normal fight or flight feeling to have in your body it is when you're reacting right away and you're not fully thinking because there's like that cyclone of thoughts but for me i have a disorder right and i'm treated for it and i work on it consistently because mental health is a journey but i was like one thing i always had anxiety about is like going somewhere and not having a plan and i guess just figuring out what the fuck to do so i went to miami from thursday to sunday and honestly it taught me so much about myself. So Thursday night, I went to Gatherin, which I love the drag bingo. Like, actually, I know the drag queen. 
and I used to have fun with the bartender. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went and I made random friends and I went bar hopping after like people from LA and then Friday I went to the beach and then I stayed in by myself, had ice cream and like watched a movie and then Saturday I saw my friend and it was actually Pride that weekend which usually Pride's in April so I did not even plan my trip on that weekend on purpose but I was like fuck okay universe giving me these signs and we had a great time we went out we drank um listened to music and then I was in bed by 11 and flew back Sunday and the thing is what was really cool about Thursday is when I got there I of course had anxiety right away I was like okay what do I do do I get a bottle do I like go go get food do I sit by myself do I lay down with grinder and make friends and I was like you know what Antonio there's a trio those across the street go get some fucking cheese and gluten-free bread go get some yogurt um go play some Britney Spears go get wine and sit at the pool and what was so dope is like I ended up laying out for four hours by myself I was reading a book I was like oh my gosh like I could literally do this alone and the reason why I wanted this trip too because it really does stem from my childhood where I talk about this in other podcast episodes where I don't have a lot of self-love for myself and I may seem like this confident, really awesome person, whatever, you know, <laughs> but I put a lot of my love in other people or trying to save people while well, I was because now I'm working on not to, right? But I did a lot of that because I personally didn't have a lot of love growing up. So I didn't, you know, I was taught that my love was, or I should say I was conditioned to think that my love was through saving people or being a helper or a fixer. Um, not that I deserve just getting love for just living and being a good human. So this trip really taught me to really be with myself. And there were scary moments because there was moments that like, you know, I'm in bed at 9 p.m. being like, okay, I ate, I watched a movie. Like, do I just waste my money on this trip and sit in a hotel room or do I go out and socialize? So I definitely had thoughts like that. But there was like really awesome thoughts where like I was just like tanning and like really just being like, wow. You're working on your trauma. I was journaling. I was reading a book. I was like, okay, this is who Antonio is. Like, there's no distractions. Like, you're not afraid to be alone. And when you start having these thoughts and you start really understanding your worth and your self-love and that you are your best own company, a lot of beautiful things manifest out of that. You start taking ownership of who you are, of what you want of everything and like I think I'm becoming a better artist when I'm about to be 30 now because I think I'm learning who I really am and what I really deserve. So yeah, I suggest a solo trip for everyone. <laughs> I wanted to add a quick segment. Um, I was supposed to publish this episode the other day, but I wanted, I had a, I had a quick lesson um, that just happened recently about expectations. And I know what I'm about to say is your traditional, like, cliche, like, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy, da, da, da. but it is true. Like, I had a friend last summer, um, we were hosting, like, a little get-together, and some people were complaining about the music, right? And not about, like, the flow or the vibe or anything, like, the music was great, but they were just wanting a different genre. But out of that one person, everyone else was vibing, right? And my friend said... Listen, you can't please everyone. And it hit me so hard when they said that to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, because that goes with like art, dating, self-work, all that, friends. So recently, you know, I'm about, I, you know, I, I'm human though. So don't get me wrong. Like I'm not 100% always about constructive criticism. There's days where my mental health isn't the best, so I can't take it, right? But then there's days where if I 
I'm doing well and we have a really good constructive conversation about something that I did that annoyed someone or vice versa, I'm open to it. Now my thing is, I'm all about not having high expectations for someone. And it doesn't mean that you have to settle. I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about like, no matter if it's a friend, a partner, a parent, a sibling, they all are gonna have traits that piss you off, right? Like, I think that's what being a human is. Like, no one's perfect and you're not gonna love someone 100%, right? That's why couples fight. And I'm also, side note, I'm not talking about toxic shit either. Like, a toxic couple is a toxic couple, right? That I'm not excusing expectations as a reason to be toxic. But I'm talking about like a, let's quote unquote, normal situation here, right? Let's say your your friend is known for being 20 minutes late to brunch, right? And there's been some some moments where they almost canceled a reservation. You're still their friend though, right? Because you know they're an amazing person, loyal as fuck, a good, you know, a good human. Just, you know, probably the pet peeve and bad habit that they have that, you know, that, that has become your pet peeve, right? Or a boyfriend that could do better doing the dishes, right? But is an amazing loving boyfriend, right? Or for me, for example, I sometimes Irish exit. I'm not saying that it's the best trait. <laughs> And sometimes um, if I'm drinking or out, I could be very direct and my intentions is never to hurt someone, but it is just, it's my communication form, right? And also growing up, I've, getting older, I've learned that a lot of people have different communication uh, skills and I, I need to make sure that just because I'm highly communicative doesn't mean I have to, you know, I've learned to not expect everyone to be on my level because a lot of people are not good communicators or texters. So I shouldn't be getting so pissy if I'm not receiving that back. Granted, I, I want good communication, but like, to be honest, like we know a lot of people are not good at it. <laughs> um, but long story short, there was a situation where, you know, I, I, I rejected it and I, you know, I didn't, you know, play up to the par of what was expected of me. And it led into an argument. And my takeaway from it was, here, I'm here to hear you, right? Your emotions are validated. But on my end of things, I'm just living my life with no intention to hurt the person or anyone. And I'm not even trying to be selfish and I'm not trying to attack anyone and I'm not trying to make a problem. I am just being and doing, right? And I've learned that like, listen, damn if I do, damn if I don't, it's reality. You're not going to please everyone, including the people closest to you. Now, that's not an excuse to be a shitty person because TBH, if you're a shitty person, you're a shitty person. This is for the moments of like, say you are late or you forgot to send a text message or forgot to say happy birthday to a friend or, you know, Irish exit because you weren't feeling well or Irish exit because you have to go, you know, or paid attention to someone more a little bit, like, you know, or like went away with your crush or like went to go fuck someone in a room, you know, for 30 minutes and left a party, you know, whatever the, the thing is, right? And just know that um, we're all human, we're not perfect, and we're all going to have a trait or a uh, characteristic behavior that is going to piss someone off, right? And at the end of the day, it's just, just be a good person and always have good intentions and be open for constructive criticism, but also know that, like, listen, if someone's dissecting you or... If you're just, your being is annoying someone, then maybe you're not meant to mesh well or like do, do certain things with them, right? So that's my little takeaway. So I really ask for people to learn this when I say this. Low intensity, 
high vibrations. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Low intensity, high vibrations. <laughs> it's really not that hard to grasp. Like, be a high vibrational human. Good vibes, good energy, whatever that means to you. Just like positive, like, you're allowed to be vulnerable, emotional, all that, but just don't bring chaotic, manic drama or energy. That relates to intensity. Low intensity. If you're coming off trying to, to trying to state your piece or say we got to say and you're throwing knives right away or daggers, like I'm not going to want to communicate because as an empath and as someone that is lower intensity, I'm going to be shut down, right? I'm going to like be like, whoa, this is a lot. This energy field is a lot. People need to like, I, I think people need more spatial awareness, right? Um, and they also need more like projecting awareness where try to be more aware of your communication and how you come off of your tone. Because the thing about me is like, I'm not perfect and I know that, but I used to be fucking, talk about radio reactivity, honey. When I was like 22, 23, I would say an opinion like as if I'm stabbing someone in the throat. It was very like, da-da-da-da-da, right? And I compare it to barking like a dog. Like there's a little like meow, like a cat, like a little, mm, hey. Or there's like the, right? I don't want the barking. I'm at a point in my life where if you bark, even if it's a good thing that you're saying, like say it's like overly excitement on something or whatever, I just me with my vulnerabilities and my energy levels and my neurotransmitters, I I, I can't fuck with that. <laughs> so I just wanted to make a little quick PSA segment. Like be you, have fun. Go be a thought, go be a hoe, go be a good person. Like great. But low intensity high vibrations. <laughs> but that's it for Ting's Tea Time. This was a really quick, short episode because I just wanted to really talk about some PSA kind of things like Sad Boys Club, my, my single trip and self-love, and also just like low intensity, high vibrations. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of episodes coming up. Uh, it's spooky season. It's all these tings. I'm really excited and I have a lot to talk about. I'm about to be 30, so we're about to step into some shit. Um, I'm probably going to do a special birthday episode on my actual birthday I'm just gonna like record it release it the day of of like turning a new age and just talking about some things but yeah love you all love the support and ciao talk to you later on Nana Tings <laughs>